Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Hello, and welcome to Exchanges with Hitachi Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Kuntz. Today, we're talking about the future of the underwriter. I've got a couple special guests. We've kind of gotten the band back together here. Uh, Jonathan, welcome. Howdy. Thanks for having Howdy. me, Brad. Absolutely. And, uh, and Leah Bowling, thanks for joining us as well. Hey, gang. Good to be back. So, Leah, uh, you've got your hands full right now. I see you've got a you got a little assistant helping you I with do. the podcast my today. Toddler, he is. He's sitting in my lap. He's got a lot to say about underwriters. So uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what comes out. Good to see. Uh, what what's the Halloween plans? I know Halloween's right around the corner. He's going to be a pumpkin um, okay. hat and everything. He was super pumped about the hat. And every year we go to a neighbor's party. They do in the driveway, and and that's kind of our are every year and I wear, Brandon will be some sort of sports, sports associated, some sort of costume. But not a golfer. Cause that would just be cheating. Cause he's. <laughs> no, no, that'd be too obvious. Okay. It'd be too on the nose. Yeah. Right. He'll, right. you know, the Auburn coach or something like that. Okay. Um, and then I have a shirt that says blame it on the booze and we're from new Orleans. So that's what I wear every year. And it's a play on words, obviously. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like booze for like me, I thumb think. down what? booze or booze like. Well, it's a play on booze? like Halloween yeah. ghost boo and then booze like alcohol yeah. booze. Like that's how it's spelled. So it's a, you know, it's appropriate for for a new a native New Orleanian. I think it's very funny. New Orleans. I love it. Jonathan, how about you? Yeah. So the three boys, uh, youngest is going to be a train engineer. So he'll have like overalls with a train. So that'll be fun. Nice. My middle son will be some Fortnite something or other. Uh, and then my eldest will be uh, Naruto. So we've got some video games, anime, and some Thomas adjacent. We're all over the board this year. How about how about you? Uh, yeah, I, I will probably just wear, uh, I don't know, some sort of like goofy mask or something that I find hidden somewhere. I, I don't know, nothing planned. Right, right. Well, I, I think I'll, I'll probably do the same. I think just to date um, myself and the last time I dressed up, uh, see if you can guess the year, but I went as Judge Ito. <laughs> yep. Leah, baby. Leah has no idea who that is. Blank stare over here, guys. I'm not sure. I'm not was sure. It 97 or so, Brad? <laughs> I think it was 90. I'm going to go 94. It was actually my wife, my now wife uh, and I, it was our first day. Oh, 94. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I had a, uh, I just happened to have a robe. Uh, so I said, what can I do with this robe? And I gave myself a fake mustache and got some glasses and, uh, and I had a file that said OJ Simpson that I just carried right. around. So yeah, it's a Simpson trial. Yeah, that's right. It's the OJ Simpson judge. It, it was familiar, but I was, I was, was. furiously Googling it. So yeah. I was going to get there soon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Let's talk about the future of the underwriter today. There's yeah, a whole lot. There's a whole lot going on there. So much to talk about. So much. There's a lot to unpack. And I feel for this group. I gotta tell you, in the insurance business, you know, as much as tech is kind of changing, 
these guys, I think, between under, underwriters and actuaries, their life has changed the most, in my opinion, with the tech that they use and the advancements made there. And then the type of insurance, I think usage-based insurance, now their you know, premiums and specific policies are being driven by consumption. And that's a new, new model. So I really feel for this user base within the insurance or financial services industry, they've had to adapt quickly, um, I think faster than the rest of the user base in the industry to the changing market. And there's a lot of tech out there to help them, but that's also, it's a lot of change to put someone through. So I uh, I feel for them. So well, it, expectations. Yeah, they're, they're, they're always, they're expected to, to be always on, you know? You think about the tech changing, but they've they've got to be able to respond in short order too to so many different requests and and so many different things requested of them for sure. And and it feels like that that role uh, within an insurance firm has been kind of a laggard on digital transformation. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and. And to to Jonathan's point too, they're the guys that have to say no, or that we're going to rate them higher, or we're going to, and then and then the methods that they're using come into question as far as like, well, we've got this new thing going on. Are we are we looking at that? Are we looking at them from this perspective? Because they're the they're the gate between the salesman selling the policy and then the company actually. Uh, you know, writing it. And so they kind of are the gatekeeper there and they they have the lovely job of pushing back or raising the premium or whatever it may be. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of high pressure, high stakes in their job and uh, and their and their environment has changed significantly. And um, and they've had a, a lot of new tools coming out. And and I think the good thing is, is there is a lot of tech that can support them between the research tools and the analytics tools. Um, but their job has definitely has definitely changed shape uh, with with the market for sure. And, and the market demands are, are such that, you know, there's you think of personal lines there. <clears throat> it's a it's almost commoditized to the point that. People are, you know, there's a certain carrier out there that advertise they can insure you just with your address and your name. And so those those demand the the mark the market pressures are forcing underwriters to be, you know, uh, to to have that operational efficiency where there's fewer steps or where there's more information passed to them so that their job is easier in assessing that risk and and deciding how to price it or whether to, to decline coverage all altogether. Yeah. And Brad, to your point, I think, you know, while their world has changed around them, it's not the, you know, it's not the first job you think of as being, you know, the 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 job in insurance. It's not the sexiest job in the world, if you will. So I do think that the the emphasis on making sure that their user experience is prime um, has been laggard for sure. It's like everyone goes after the sales guys, the consumer experience. There's not a ton of people necessarily talking about making sure that the underwriter's world is a premium user experience. So I think, um, you know, there's immense pressure and then maybe they're a little bit of a group that um, hasn't been have had a had a primary focus of user experience being top of mind. Um, and and to Jonathan's point too, the speed at which they're expected now with the additional information to get, uh, you know, to get the answer out or to get you know the premiums out um, as the consumer market direct to consumer that 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 insinuates there's some speed there. Where I'm not having to wait right. to go through a broker. I might be getting it direct. So there's some speed there that's anticipated as well um, that can make that can make it uh, challenging. 
Well, and it sounds like it's such a mission critical position and that if, if you can enable uh, folks in this role to be able to share the data with agents, with the policyholders themselves uh, as quickly as possible, uh, I mean, that's got to that, that's got to positively impact the bottom line for the insurance company. Well, it's they're the tip of the spear. They're the face of the organization because they're interfacing They're, You know, so every once in a while you'll have an underwriter interface with policyholder, but most directly they're they're dealing with an agent or uh, a broker, depending on their their distribution method. And <clears throat> the ability to have, you know, so so the the convenience is far going to outweigh the the price in so many ways. So the speed and the the ease of which they they can do conduct business with that underwriter. The policy, or sorry, the agent or the the broker remembers that and tends to go back to that well and continue to draw against that well. Yeah, and I do think though that their future is bright. If that's what we're talking about today, I do think that um, while they've kind of been dragged along with digital transformation, I think, and there maybe has been more of an emphasis on, of course, the consumer and meeting the policyholder where they are and direct to consumer and broker experience and agent experience. I do think that there's a shift and people are starting to look at the underwriter and the tooling that they have and the dashboards that they have to just manage their work every day. And that there is a lot there, um, even low hanging fruit of just better better uh, productivity tools that um, that they do have a bright future and being able to um, get meet the speed and meet the demand um, with the support of really smart tech. Um, AI, I think, is huge for underwriters mm -hmm. because a lot of those calculations are manual. They're kind of looking at these categories that the actuaries have come up with. And I think AI will help them streamline, prioritize their work even faster and, and help them meet the demand that they need. And then and then on top of that, you think of also the ability, something as simple as being able to, to produce a client presentation just from the quotes that you've that you've captured for that for that policyholder from the from the platform. You, know, you think of how much time it takes for for an underwriter to actually create a, a client presentation with pulling the different quotes right. and the different options and coverages. Uh, you know, being able to automate that 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 that's the name of the game. That's that speed with which you'll be able to to have that competitive advantage in in the market. So uh, you both just mentioned uh, sets of tools, right? So so getting a little clicking down a little more specifically what what does the new set of tools look like that's going to enable or does enable uh, underwriters to be able to do this I, I think Jonathan I'll start with the one he mentioned first I mean something as simple as like a word template or you know the in, in the ability to integrate with uh, presentation tools like PowerPoint from like Dynamics 365 in, in order to quickly create a presentation back to the customer for the broker. That's huge because I'm not having to manually do that. Um, so productivity tools for sure. And then I also think that AI specifically, and, and really when we say AI, applying it to the prioritization or the rating and saying, um, we've done some of this calculation on your behalf and we've said these are the risk pools that they fit into nicely or that they um, don't fit into nicely and and prioritizing or stack ranking, I, I think um, I think is huge for them. So as we look at, you know, the ability for them to have a lot of those manual calculations or manual just classification, you know, how many times have we seen customers or pro 
prospects like this one and what did we end up rating them at? Um, you know, the ma massive amounts of data we're getting with the consumable utilization data, just having, uh, you know, having AI or just mature reporting actually pull all that in so you can do something with it. Um, I think those tools specifically are, are, are going to be excellent for the underwriter to take advantage of to, to keep up with the market. Embedded, yeah, the, the copious amounts of data data that Leah is mentioning. Embedded analytics too, Brad. So knowing, you know, the loss, where, what are the industry benchmarks for this, this type of consumer? Mm -hmm. uh, or if it's a commercial line of business, a commercial quote or application, looking at, okay, for this market, for this industry, for this specific coverage type, you know, we can see what are the, the industry standards for loss ratios, what are the industry standards for coverage options, and having that embedded visual analytics tool that 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 really stratifies or that really presents a nice layer of information that that underwriter can then, like you said, go from 30,000 feet to, to ground level with a couple of clicks, and that, that can really help guide them with, with assessing that risk as well. Yeah, and I think that if you look at what companies like Microsoft have done with the big analytics platforms, at first it was kind of like, let's just get it all into the same place. And now it's like, now that we have it in the same place, let's have a tool like Power BI that like I can drill into, you know, as a user and actually make it actionable for me. That's a really low barrier of entry to just use an analytics tool that, you know, uh, several years ago, you might have all the data in the same place. That's your first step. But then, you know, doing custom reports or things like that was difficult. And uh, Microsoft has made it a lot easier with tools like Power BI that um, you can navigate the data seamlessly. You can zoom in and zoom out like Jonathan was saying. And that's really where the underwriters live is in the data in the risk pools and assessing that. And so they can look at the individual policy they're looking at and then and then look at the aggregate or look at it against others with ease. And I think that's I think that's huge. For and last point, Brad, so we're, we're kind of <laughs> we're going right back to back to back a process automation tool uh, that that really the underwriting process has so many opportunities for automation, knowing that you're passing, you're working with collaborating with multiple departments, needing to go back and forth, the verification. The, the longest process, the longest piece of, of that underwriting is the verification process, collecting the data and then mm -hmm. verifying it. Well, what happens if you have that information verified automatically for you through some data enrichment tool or through some you know, AI or ML model that says, okay, this is, you know, a, for a building of this size, you need this number of sprinkler systems and they only have X amount instead of Y. So being able to do that and realize, hey, look, at there's some risk there uh, to help you price it higher, the premiums higher, or to, de to decline coverage. It's, you know, a quick no is, is, is much better than a long maybe. I love that anecdote. <laughs> You're right, though. And, you know, simple things like now that there is newer factors that they're looking at, like, and I keep going back to this example, but consumption, utilization, um, I think before these tools existed, like the mature analytics tools or a, a process flow that told them that's an additional thing they need to look at or consider, um, you added a new a new data input and it becomes one more thing, one more data input, one more box to check, and it's a burden. Now, if you have an automated process flow, then it just appears that you have to look at this new thing. If you have the mature analytics, then it's just another piece of input from the analytics tool, and it makes it a lot easier to get more, um, you know, to get more data inputs and not have it become a, a burden on the underwriter to in order to get through the same process they were trying to get through 
but you've now added a lot of extra factors that they have to consider, like utilization or consumption. And um, and it's a it's a marginal increase in time. It's not a huge increase in time. And I think that's important as the market changes that we've got to consider some of these new factors if you want to keep up. But having marginal increases in time for them to take on the new information and incorporate it into their process, I think is huge. And that's really, you know, that's really uh, allowed for or supported by the more modern tech uh, with the automated processing and the analytics pieces and the AI pieces that we see. Yeah, that's you know, what great. What about renewals? What about renewals? You know, being able to, to do the comparison automatically. Okay, this is what's changed year over year from the application and submission of last year's policy versus this new one, being able to do that and, and have the, the platform spit it out for you, this is what's changed instead of you having to manually verify. Manually do Again, it. that verification process, whatever we can do to cut that down, that that is, you know, the more at-bats that you get, the more quotes that you produce, the more likelihood you get to close business. So Just, through, just throughput. Game. That's right. Yep. That's Money right. Ball. Well, guys, I appreciate the conversation today. This has been great. Uh, Jonathan, Leah, um, thanks. Have a great have a great Halloween right around the corner. Stay safe, man. And that's right. Be safe, and uh, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks, Fred. Bye, gang. Bye. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.